What do we say to the God of death? Not today. Man. So the Night King blew a 3-1 lead in the finals. That's pretty much the gist of episode three for me. <laughs> it's your boy D-Car. Welcome to another episode of Spitting Game of Thrones. Wow. Episode three in the books. It's a wrap. And I don't know about you guys, but that is one of the greatest things I've ever seen on TV ever. Period. It was beautifully shot. Like that was just fucking dope. It was amazing to watch. So anticipated the tension, the I don't know, man. It was just crazy. So it was so much to take in. Like so much to cover and so much to watch. I'm not gonna do this like my normal recaps because there's just too much but i'm gonna hit a lot of the big moments and we'll talk about where we think this thing is gonna go next and um yeah we'll try to tackle it that way um off rip man that opening scene is just wild like i said the tension in the air everybody is on edge getting prepared for the battle and like you could just feel it man you could feel it in the air like i felt like i was about to go kill some people <laughs> it's crazy and then you have melisandre pull up out of nowhere she comes bearing gifts from the lord of light and uh lights all the dothraki swords on fire gives them the fiery hand and you like bet we're about to go fuck some shit up and they ride out and get murked <laughs> the dothraki get absolutely murdered they didn't stand a fucking chance that whole scene is dope where you see all the fire start to go out and you're like oh shit nothing but darkness again and yeah they're nowhere to be found you see people retreating trying to get back to the walls of winterfell trying to get back to safety but you're like man <laughs> like your heart drops a little bit like okay this is gonna be rough and it's crazy as hell. The Dothraki is supposed to be like the coldest in the world in an open field. Like, they're supposed to be damn near unbeatable in the open field. And they don't stand a fucking chance. Like, they go down immediately. And I was So, that was absolutely crazy. And had you thinking, like, all right, everybody's about to die. But uh, war pops off. And there's just so much going on. Like, everybody's involved fighting. Got Brienne. Got Jamie. Pod. Even Sam's punk ass is out there. He had no business being out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got Ed. Everybody's out there fighting. You got Arya on the Battleman. She's up there with uh, Davos and um, Sansa. And they're watching from there. And speaking of Sam, so Sam had no business being there. He should have been in the crypts with the women and children. And he ends up getting... Ed killed, which is one of the first major casualties. I know he's not like a super main character, but he's been around in the series for quite a while. Him and uh, John and Sam are like best friends, man. They were in the uh, Night's Watch together. So rest in peace to Ed. Ed gets taken out, saving Sam because he had no fucking business being there. And yeah, Sam pissed me off the whole episode, for real. Like, he just, I don't know. Yeah, he had no business being there. But um, so Danny and John are creeping and like watching from I don't know where the hell they're at, but they're watching from their post with the dragons waiting on the Night King. I guess that was a plan to wait on the Night King and kind of sneak attack there. But Danny like was like, fuck this. Everybody's fucking dying. And she takes action 
and is like burning shit and John gets into action and they're doing their thing with the dragons. Am I the only one who feels like the dragons were like totally underutilized? Like half the time I feel like they were just like flying around doing nothing. Like I don't know what the hell was going on. But half the time they were flying around doing nothing in this storm that the Night King brought. And it was just it was kind of confusing for me. Um so yeah. I felt like they were totally underutilized. You get a cool moment between uh Sansa and Arya up on the battlements where she's telling Sansa, hey, go ahead and head down to the crypts. And she gives her the dragon glass uh, dagger. And Sansa like, I don't know how to use this shit. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And she tells her to stick him with the pointy end, which is a callback to when Jon gave Arya needle and told her the exact same thing to stick him with the pointy end. So I thought that was a cool little moment there that they snuck in. Um, more war, more carnage. People are dying left and right. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, you get a moment between Bran and Theon, which I thought was pretty awesome, where they're having a conversation and Theon is kind of apologizing for the things he's done in the past. And Bran tells him that, like, don't even worry about it for real, because all the shit that you've done in the past kind of brought you back to where you are now, where you're supposed to be, which is home. And, uh, that kind of just gives Theon, like, that, that's his redemption right there, where he's like, man, I know I fucked up, but here I am, I'm fighting for the right side, I'm protecting my brother, and, yeah, I'm here, like, I'm, I'm really, I'm ready to give my life for my brother, which was cool. Right after that, Bran fucking disappears and dips and says, alright, I'm out of here, <laughs> and dips off into a raven, which you see flying around for a minute, and then you kind of never... They never follow up on that. So I don't know what's going on with the, uh, with that. Where do you think Bran went? Where do you guys think Bran went? Like, I have no clue what's going on with that, what Bran was doing while he was out in the Raven. But he's gone for most of the episode. So some shit is going on. Like, something's happening. But we have no clue. And they don't really explain it. So I'm not sure if they're going to dive deeper into that in the next episode hopefully because there were a lot of questions that were left unanswered man so i'd like to know what the hell happened with that um yeah another cool moment which is probably one of my favorite scenes in the episode is where Arya, after the white walkers actually make their way to winterfell they break through the defenses and get through the trench and uh actually start climbing the walls of Winterfell and make it into the castle. Arya is up on the battlements and she jumps into action and starts fucking shit up. Like you just see how dope Arya is. She's murking people left and right, and that's just a cool scene there. Uh, another one, which is probably my second favorite scene besides the end, is just the shot of it itself. Seeing Jamie and Brienne fighting back to back, and that scene there and the picture of that was awesome. Um, like I said, they've grown so close over the series and, uh, yeah, that was just cool to see them fighting back to back and protecting each other. So that was dope. Um, man, let's talk about Lady Mormon. <laughs> oh man. So house Mormon is gone now. Like that whole house is dead. Lady Mormon. She gets taken out by, I'm pretty sure that was one, one. But uh, she gets taken out by a giant. Like one one comes through, 
busts into Winterfell and smacks the shit out of her and sends her flying. And like Lady Mormon, being the G that she is, gets her ass up and charges at this giant. Like, fuck it, bring it on. I'm gonna go out like a G. And he yanks her up and like squeezes her to death. But before she dies, she stabs one one in the eye with the dragon glass, killing the giant. So that was a big moment there because if they don't kill that giant, like I'm, I'm assuming he takes out a bunch more people. So Lady Mormont went out like a G. Rest in peace to the little bear. But yeah, she died. Another not main character death, but still a big death. Um, You got Beric dying. That was another big moment. So the Lord of Light. I guess brought him back for that purpose to protect Arya in that moment because he dies pretty much protecting Arya and making sure that they can get to safety. Uh, her and the Hound. He ends up getting stabbed like fucking 37 times and <laughs> it ends up dying. So rest in peace to Beric as well. And yeah, there was nobody to bring him back that time. Red Woman didn't do it. So he's finally dead for real, for real. Um... Oh, let's touch on that because I know a lot of people were talking about it and I think you guys are idiots. <laughs> I don't think you're idiots, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. So they got the dragon fight. You had the big dragon fight with John, Danny and the Night King, which is a cool scene. It's beautifully shot. And you got them fighting above the clouds and going at it. And they actually knock the Night King off of Viserion. John falls off a of Rhaegal and Danny like pulls up on the Night King and hits him with the Dracarys and tries to burn him. Nothing happens. The Night King looks at her like, hey, nah, bruh. Like, this ain't gonna work. And actually smiles at her <laughs> after. And I know everybody's like, oh, the Night King, he can't be burned because he's a Targaryen and that proves it. That doesn't make any sense. The Night King is not a Targaryen. I'm, I mean, I'm not, I didn't write this shit, but I'm 90, 95% sure that the Night King is not a Targaryen. Like everybody's like, oh, he's unburnt. All Targaryens are unburnt. No, they're not. Danny is unburnt. John is not unburnt. You go back to the scene where there's a white walker when they're at the Night's Watch and John grabs a lantern to throw it at the walker or the white to kill the white and set him on fire and burns the shit out of his hand. John's not unburnt. Danny's brother, uh, Viserys, is not unburnt. Like, nah. Like, no. <laughs> so, all Targaryens aren't unburnt. Danny is unburnt. And then, on top of that, the, the uh, Children of the Forest created the Night King like thousands of years ago, like before the Targaryens were even there on Dragonstone. It wasn't even created on Dragonstone, but before Targaryens were even around, the Night King was there. So he's not a Targaryen. Like It just doesn't make any sense. But anyways, I don't know why they made him not be able to be burned by fire, but he's not. He's a fucking Ice King and fire doesn't hurt him. It is what it is. But um, speaking of the Night King... He wanted zero smoke with John. So when they're on the ground, John is coming for him. Like John wants that one-on-one -on -one battle. John wants to go out like a G or save the world. And 
The Night King literally, like, pretty much walks away. He ends up raising all the dead, which was a crazy scene and, like, pretty defeating. Like, bro, if you out there fighting and all the people that you've killed and all the people that you die end up coming fucking back and are fighting you again, like, I, I'd probably just give up. Like, go ahead and kill me. I'm done. I got nothing left. <laughs> so he raises all the dead and John is surrounded by the dead and the Night King flees and heads towards Bran. And, uh, yeah, the Night King didn't want that. Night King didn't want them hands. So, yeah, he bitched up. Um, Danny ends up saving John, of course. Danny saved John multiple times now. And tying that in with last episode. So, John has, I know we kind of talked about that tension there where it's like, okay, Danny's pretty worried about the throne, but you could tell that she still loves John and cares about him because the easy thing to do would be like, why wouldn't you just let John die? Like, then you don't have to worry about his right to the throne. You just let him die. But she saves him, of course. Like, John always has a woman saving him. I guess it's a good thing to have good women around you. Sansa has saved John. Danny saved John multiple times. Arya ends up saving John and everybody else. We'll get there. But uh yeah. So John is saved there and continues to fight on. Um you actually get a moment where Danny gets saved by Jorah. So Danny's on the ground. The whites are they've kind of like gained up on um who is she riding Drogon? And yeah, it's looking bad for Danny. And out of nowhere comes Jorah, of course. Because that's his bae in his head. Not for real, because she wouldn't give him the time of day. But <laughs> but you know he loves him, Danny. So he comes and saves her. And they're fighting. Danny's doing what she can out there. She's actually getting some bodies too. So that was a cool little moment. But in the end, Jorah does get fatally wounded and ends up dying which is a really sad moment that jorah has passed that's probably the biggest death in the episode um yeah so that's the end of house mormon like they're all dead now but jorah went out i mean he went out like he wanted to go out protecting his queen protecting the woman that he loved so i mean that's good for him she still should have given him some pussy but but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you got um, Theon. So Theon is fighting off the whites, protecting Bran. The crazy scene, he's fighting his ass off there. Like all the rest of the Ironborn have been taken out, but Theon's still there fighting. And uh, Bran's doing nothing, of course. Bran is like totally useless, bro. Like what? I don't even get it anymore. Like Bran's is all powerful being can see every fucking thing that's happened and has happened and, and he's no help like he's literally no help they gotta wheel his ass around and protect him like what is the point i don't get it but yeah theon is protecting him and ends up giving his life to protect brand to give them a little bit more time night king rolls up on them and theon goes out the way I guess Theon should go out. Like he goes out protecting Bran, and that's his redemption. You know, he's protecting his little brother, and the Night King ends up taking him out. So Theon's dead. 
and I guess I'll change my mind about that. I guess that would be the biggest main character death that happened in episode three. There are a lot of other deaths that I I don't know if I expected, but yeah, there were a couple that I expected that didn't happen. My man Grey Worm is still alive and kicking. I thought he wouldn't make it out of the episode. I wasn't sure about Brienne, but Brienne is still alive. Jamie's still alive. Most of the main characters are still alive, but you got a lot more shit to come. Like, so people are still going to die. Don't think because they made it through episode three that they're just safe all of a sudden. Anywho, um, to the climax of the episode, man. So the Night King pulls up on Bran. Bran's sitting there looking like a dumbass. And the Night King is about to strike. Like, he's about to take Bran out. And out of fucking nowhere, which was the biggest scene of the episode, which was crazy. I lost my shit. I'm sure a lot of you guys did, too. Arya comes out of nowhere. Boom. Tries to strike. Gets caught in midair. Hits him with the Michael Jordan. Switch hands midair. Drops the dagger to the right hand and stabs the Night King and kills him. Crazy shit. Wild, wild, wild scene. All the walkers, all the whites, everybody dead, and they win the war. Um, Amazing, amazing, amazing. Like, I get, so let's talk about this. I thought it was beautiful. Like, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I get the criticism. I don't really care about the criticism. Like, I, I mean, it is what it is. Like, it makes sense to me. Everybody's pissed and upset that John didn't kill the Night King. It's like it's been building to John killing the Night King for so long to not have that confrontation. It's like, what the fuck? But I get it. it I mean, it was predictable that John was going to kill the Night King. So to pull that, you know have Arya do it is like wow you weren't really expecting it and it just made Arya look even doper than she already did and I thought it worked I mean I get the people like I don't know and it's mostly book people that are into the book who are mad about this but the Night King is really like a creation of the show so he's not even in the book so it's like let it go bro just enjoy the show just enjoy it for what it is I didn't get, I, yeah, I mean, I understand the criticism, but I enjoyed it how it was. I thought it worked for me. Um, yeah. So the Night King's dead. And I mean, that's kind of the way I thought this was going to go, where they take out the Night King in episode three. That wouldn't go longer than that. And then they turn to Cersei in the South. So. Which is crazy. Like I said, I likened it to LeBron making his way through the East. And then remembering, oh shit, I still got to beat the Warriors in the finals. Like, because you still got Cersei down there chilling with, what, 20, 30,000 soldiers? The Golden Company. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's deep down in the South. And right now, it don't look like, like, where are they going to get the soldiers to combat Cersei? Like, that shit looks more daunting than the Night King right now. And I've always kind of felt like Cersei was the real big bad of the series. Like, because I mean, in the end, at the end of things, it's called Game of Thrones. Like the fight is for the throne and Cersei has the throne. So, yeah, I've always felt like Cersei was the real villain 
and the Night King was some shit that they threw in there for shits and giggles, kind of. But it worked. So now, like I said, they turned their uh, attention to Cersei in the South, and we'll see how that plays out over the next three episodes. Um, there's still a lot of interesting dynamics to play out and shit to watch in the next three episodes that I hope they delve into. I still want to know what the fuck is going on with Bran. Hopefully they explain that. I don't think we're going to really get any more explanation as to what was going on with the Night King and his whole thing. You'll probably have to watch one of like the prequel shows that they're coming up with to get more information about that. But I don't think they're going to jump into that anymore. Um, the dynamic between Sansa and Danny is still an interesting one as well. There's a lot of tension there. Um, yeah, there was some shit that even went on in episode three, like when they were in the crypts and Sansa and Tyrion are talking and they're talking about Sansa said something along the lines of Tyrion was her best husband. Did you know they're technically still kind of married or some shit? But, uh, and she says like it wouldn't work if they stayed together because of his split loyalty to Daenerys. And uh, that, w that was pretty interesting because you could still see the tension there, even though they had a little conversation and shit seemed like it was kind of cool. There's still a lot there. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Of course, the shit with John being the rightful king, once everybody finds that out, how that works his way out, whether any of these motherfuckers actually survive against Cersei, because more people are going to die. Um, well, my predictions, hopefully we get like, I want to see Clegane Bowl. So I want to see the Hound versus the Mountain. That's something that I need to see. I think that'll be dope. I think the Hound has it out for the Mountain. Like, he has to kill him. Like, that's going to happen. Um, seeing who kills Cersei. You can't... I don't know. Can you still have Arya kill Cersei now? That she's killed the Night King? Or is that overkill? Like, is that just whack if she does that too? Do you have Jamie? do it now is the Valencar like is that prophecy real and Jamie is actually the one that does it or does Tyrion do, do it like so there's still a lot of big stuff left man like I know episode three was like shit it almost felt like it could have been the series finale but there's still a lot more to explore a lot more big things to come and um I can't wait man I can't wait but I'd love to hear what you guys thought about episode three. Um, what you think is coming now, now that we're heading south. Um, yeah, let me know, man. Like I said, I always appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate the feedback. Keep tuning in and you guys will hear from me next week.